Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Menopause Matters. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, the menopause guru. And here we talk about all things menopause. Today, I have with me Suzanne Stafford, Principal Elemental Design, Fairy Court, Masquerade Ball, Mystical Market, and Costume Consignment. She is an artist, entrepreneur, fashion designer, costumer, stylist, interior designer, graphic designer, and event planner, and more. Her mission is helping exhausted adults immerse into the magic of costumes. Founded in 2020, the immersive Fairy Court Masquerade Ball offers the unique opportunity to wear your dream costume to the Fairy Queen's Ball. This special night offers a chance to have fun, make friends, create amazing memories, celebrate art and dance, all while raising money for a good cause. More adults are connecting with DIY costumes as a creative outlet from difficult jobs and stresses of modern life. The Costume Design Studio offers DIY upcycling and sewing classes for costumes and formals. The biannual mystical market and costume consignment supports sustainability and works against fast fashion by encouraging upcycling and DIY projects for guests of the Fairy Ball, as well as other costumed activities here on the Mississippi coast. The Fairy Door Scavenger Hunt is a family-friendly adventure for all ages to explore the Mississippi Gulf Coast, connect with each other, and experience fairy magic. After the scavenger hunt, the Fairy Door Silent Auction helps raise money for wildlife rehabilitation. Welcome, Suzanne. That is quite an impressive resume, and I know from having that I live here on the Gulf Coast. I am a part of costume events with, from Renaissance fairs to Mardi Gras parades. And I've experienced a little bit of your own magic. I know I haven't been over, able to get to everything, but welcome to Menopause Matters. And what I love about what you do is you help us take it, take ourselves out of the mundane world and give us some brilliant um, glimpses into another world. So welcome. Well, Tell us a little so bit about me, Sean. Oh, 
Tell us a little bit about how you got into this particular line of work, because it's it's not something that comes up on LinkedIn as a, hey, are you a costume designer <laughs> every day? Not as often. I um I actually always really wanted to do fashion design, but I didn't think that one could actually make a living at that if you did not live anywhere other than like New York City. And at the time, I did not want to go live in New York City. So I went to school for interior design. And so I did, you know, 25, 30 years of commercial interior design, which is a very traditional workplace, you know, dealing with the upper levels of management of, um, you know, a lot of government agencies. So it is a very soul-sucking corporate type job. So... While I was doing that, I did get to have my creative outlet by going to Renaissance festivals. And, you know, I had costume parties with my friends because at that time I didn't live in an area where they had Mardi Gras. So there wasn't (laughs) as many costumed activities. So that was a way I was able to recharge and be able to enjoy living and, you know, have fun while I was still working in the corporate world. And then once I moved um, down here to to New Orleans and, you know, got into the Mardi Gras as well, it's like, wow, this is exciting. So you add, you know, more parts of the year where you can do fun, fun things, and it just energizes your life a little bit more. So once I stopped working full time in that arena, I started my own business to add more costumed and fun events, you know, because I I really think that's important for people to just do it. You know, if, if it, if you look at it and you say, Hmm, that seems sort of fun. I've never done that before. It's a little bit weird, but it looks like it might be fun. Then that means you just need to do it, you know, you know, and a, a lot of people will worry, well, I don't know what to wear. I don't, you know, all of those kinds of things. It doesn't matter. Just go do it. And then once you're there, you see the people and go, oh, and then you do a better job next time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, what were you for Halloween then this year? Did you Um, you dress up? This year, I... This year, I actually didn't get to go. This is the first year I didn't get to go out, really. But I, even though saying I didn't go out, I still went to two different um, Halloween parties. They they were witch-based. So I had a, okay. a cool witch costume. And then I think I also wore, I pulled out of the closet, my old Maleficent costume. Um, so those were the things that I wore this year. So even though I didn't do Halloween, I still went to three or four Halloween, Halloween events. <laughs> I I got sort of, um, I forgot to pack my costume when we, oh. we, when we went up to my son's. So I was stuck rooting through the, the costume barrel at, mm-hmm. at my daughter-in-law's house. And I wound up as a clown. Mm-hmm. No, I am not afraid of clowns. Um mm-hmm. And I, I had a, had an awesome time with my granddaughter and grandson and my son who, my grandson and my son went as 
Mario and Luigi. Oh, from, fun. Uh, the Mario Brothers. My grandson's about four foot nothing. And, uh -huh. and my son is six foot three. Actually, he's probably about three foot six, my, my grandson. So there was quite the difference. <laughs> but they were oh, awesome. Fun. Yeah. So um, I know each year you have a theme for your Fairy Queen Masquerade Ball. First of all, when is that? When does that happen? And do you encourage people from out of the area to come and, and stay on the Mississippi coast for that event? Yes. Um, the, the Fairy Court Masquerade Ball is um, annually in September. This will be our fifth year. And the date is September 28th. It's built this year as the last weekend of September. And yes, we definitely encourage regional attendance. Um, over the last several years, we have had at least 350 people attend and a lot, really about 60% were actually out of the area. You know, 40% were locals, but the others were from regional or further. But mm. since the, the Gulf Coast is actually an awesome place to come visit, there's all sorts of things to do. This is a, a fun chance to have a weekend getaway and you can you know i don't know you want to go to the beach you want to go to the casino there's shopping there's museums and then you can throw in you know a fun costume ball and raise money for a non-profit while you're at it yeah what an amazing event so why costume what um why costume especially when you consider the the woman in the age range we're talking about, which is 40 to 40 plus. Mm -hmm. um, why is it that I have been so attracted? And so many of the women on the, the Mardi Gras cruise fall into this age range. They, they're not younger, a lot of younger women. The vast majority are 40, 40 and 50 plus. Yes. Why is it that this is such a enticing thing for us at this age i think it is because for years we have tried to fit somebody else's mold and current fashion is hideous <laughs> as the, is the best way i can say it um oh, really? and <laughs> it, it doesn't let your individuality show through mm -hmm. but if you go into any sort of costuming and that you don't have to look all wild and crazy, you can just wear a formal, you can dress up, just wear something different than you normally do. And it really, it it just does something to your soul to, to feed that childlike innocence or I, I don't know what it is, but it, it really does unlock something within yourself. And it just is fun to be able to wear something different you don't want to wear it all of the time, but as a extra boost to your, it boosts your confidence. You look great. You have fun. People say you look awesome and that always makes you feel better. Yeah. So the other thing to me is this sense of play that we get from this, um, this dressing up. And most of us as children likely had somewhere in our house a few dress up things or a large 
bucket of dress up costumes like I got my clown costume from mm-hmm. um, where we had a chance to just put on costumes and be somebody different, try on a different persona. And it was it was fun. And it was something that we did as children that we tend to lose, especially since Halloween is our our big chance for that. We get to this certain point in our lives and somebody says, oh, you're too too old for dressing up for Halloween. And we stop that play. We stop that playing with who we can be and what mm-hmm. we can, how we can get out there in the world as somebody a little different. We get to try on different things. Mm-hmm. And I really think this is part, I, I talk a little bit in, in my first book about how we give up so much of who we are and who we want to be in those years that we're raising our children. And then we hit this time of our lives that's truly magical where we can say, what did I, what did I give up? What did I let go of when I wanted, when I got Mm -hmm. to be an adult and Mm -hmm. now, now we get to put it on again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, an example of that is, um, when, when I was, um, in high school, I had gone to Mexico for a homestay there. And Mm -hmm. one of the girls was having her quinceanera. So I grew up in Wyoming, so they don't have anything like that around there. But I thought that was like the most absolutely cool thing that I had ever seen. But I was, you know, like 17 or 18 by then. It's like, man, I missed that. And so when my 50th birthday came around and my mom was saying, well, you know, you should have a birthday. It's like, okay, well, I don't know what on earth I'm going to do. And I had happened to have saw this beautiful fancy full ball gown quinceanera style big huge train on Etsy and I had bought it because I'm going what on earth am I going to do with this dress but I keep seeing it so I'm going to buy it so I have this dress and it's like perfect so I made myself a cinquentanera for my birthday so at 50 I got to have the fancy party with a big huge dress and you know invited friends it was just awesome I got to wear a crown it was fun but yeah, you know, I'd had that dream since I was 18 or, you know, 17, never got to do that. And so I finally made that happen and it was awesome. So you were the fairy tale princess yes. for your 50th birthday. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. I know that for the last couple of years, my my world sort of has resol- revolved around pirate costumes, mm-hmm. uh, being the pirate wench. Um and it's it's so much fun to put on that persona and allow yourself to be bigger than who you are. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we withdraw and we make ourselves smaller. But one of the things about putting on a costume, and especially if you put on a mask with it, much much of the what goes on here in New Orleans is masked your ball is not masked it's called a masquerade so you could wear a mask if you wanted to and it's it's fun but you didn't have to okay so mask masks optional that's cool but one of the things about putting on a mask even i know that a lot of times when i put on my mask and i go down to our our costume parade which is masked 
most people recognize me, but I don't feel as recognizable. I have, I'm opened up to being somebody I, uh -huh. bigger than who I am on a normal basis. Yeah. I think it gives you a little bit more confidence to, to be able to be who you really feel how, how you could be a little bit bigger, bolder, you know, something a little bit different out of the, the norm, if you can do that. And then it translates back into your regular life too. Yes. Yes. Gives you the, the opportunity to play with that and then bring bring back the pieces of it that you really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the sewing side. Um, so you, this is a, um, you talk with, you help women who are struggling to create these creations. Yes. And do you have to have grown up being, having your mother be a seamstress and no, <laughs> teaching no, you how to do it. Cause I've, yes. I've been sewing since I was like in fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I've been sewing since, since I was very young too, but, but no, this is absolutely something that everyone can pick up because the, the types of events I do with the fairy court masquerade ball, that is more of a formal event. So then you need not everybody, but you can wear the the big ball gowns and the things that if you would go to the store to buy, you might not want to spend that much money on your costume the first time you go. So if you can find things in a thrift store and then upcycle it and add to it, then that helps keep your cost down until you are more confident in what pieces that you might want to spend money on, mm. you know, um, and there are so many things out there. I just, I hate to see things thrown away when in, historically fashion was always recycled. I mean, they lived upcycling. That was just how life was. It wasn't anything new and usual. That's just our, our throwaway society now. Mm -hmm. But I am doing these classes to help people realize that it's pretty easy even for a no-sew update to a piece or you can sew I mean there's a whole wide range but there's a lot of things that you can do on your own that you didn't have to pay somebody else to do if you didn't want to and and sometimes the I don't know the the feeling that you get from creating something yourself, mm. that also gives you a lot of confidence. And a lot yeah. of people think they're not artistic or creative, and that's that's really not the case. Everybody can be. You just need to practice it. It's a, it's an art of practice. Yeah, it's really a it really is a practice of doing something and and messing around with it and changing it, and just waiting until until it works altogether. Uh, one of the things that happens here in New Orleans is a series of, well, it's a, it's a day of parades of women who have uh, decorated corsets or bustiers. And um, that's a pretty amazing show of people's creativity. Um, you take a, a a plain corset and you completely cover it in beans and glitters and feathers and ribbons and everything else. And you create a, 
a costume out of it. Mm-hmm. And then you walk down the streets of the French Quarter with it. And to me, that's watching the creativity of my group has been tremendous in that we get a chance to see people bringing these ideas out from from their brains and doing something with them. And um, last year, our theme was under the sea, which was kind of interesting because your fairy court ball felt the same thing. But I would say there were in our group at least seven mermaids and five or six octopus, Mm -hmm. octopi. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that every single one of them was different, Mm -hmm. which was brilliant. It was beautiful watching. So your own brain is capable of creating these fantastic creations and uh, glue and hot gun, hot, hot glue guns, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of sewing. How can somebody find out more about both the fairy court ball and your sewing work? Um, I have several websites. The, the main one would be the fairy ball, which is F A E R Y dash. B A L L dot com. Mm-hmm. So that is very F A E because it is the Fae realm, right? Not the Disney fairies, but um, the, the, incorporating all of the other world creatures in the Fae realm. Um, my business site for the interior design and um, custom costuming is elemental design dot com. Mm-hmm. So those are the two two websites for that. And then if they are interested in the mystical market and costume consignment, where either they want to consign their own costumes, formals, event decor, or sewing items, that is mystical, M-Y-S-T-I-C-L dash market, M-A-R-K-E-T dot com com. Great. Um, what's your theme for next year? Has it been announced? Yes. The theme for the fifth annual fairy ball is the court of the Jinn. So it will be Arabian style, like the genies, you know, but you don't have to wear a um, belly dancer costume. If you, if you don't want to, it's still all the fairy queen has invited all people from across all realms and space and time to this time between the worlds at her fairy court. Oh, so we so can... that leaves it wide open. So like this last year, it was fun for my fairy queen's guard. I had two medieval knights in their, you know, steel armor. Okay. And then I also had a stormtrooper a Tuscan raider and an imperial guard to be my queen's guard because, of course, I would have collected the best warriors across time and space. Of course. Of course. You could have, you know, some could be like um, the the northern tribes. I can't think. I've the Vikings? My... Yes, Vikings. Yes. You know, you could have Vikings. You could have pirates. 
um, you know, there's just whatever dream that you want to make reality, you can bring that to the fairy ball. And of course, that means that it, since it's through time and space, there could be untold civilizations that we don't even know about mm -hmm. who come to visit. Yes. And it's yes. so much fun. Um, so what I'm going to suggest is to my listeners, if, if this sounds like fun, check it out at fairy-ball.com. And that'll be in the show notes. And if it's a great time of year to visit the Gulf Coast, if you're not local, because uh, it's much quieter once school starts again, and it's mm -hmm. also much cooler. And I know that doesn't sound right for the beach, but if you haven't been to the beach in uh, the Gulf Coast beach, it gets really hot here in July and August. That's it's a definitely a good time of the but year. But it's a great time to to come and see what the Gulf Coast has to offer and to participate in something that's unique. Definitely. And I was gonna say pretty unique or very unique, but I'm better than I don't do that. Definitely <laughs> unique. And the one thing that I didn't mention is the other reason why, especially women of our age group sometimes they don't want to go to something alone or they feel uncomfortable going alone that's also very important to me mm -hmm. that all of the single women would be comfortable attending even without bringing someone to go with them so i have a fairy queen's mixer that helps you meet new people if you can't find a friend to go with you Mm. You know, so don't let that stop you. If you don't have somebody to go with you, you know, if it sounds fun, just do it. Um, and if you did have men in your life, a lot of times they will think it is really wild and crazy and they are totally not sure about the whole deal. But most of the ones that felt that way, when they actually show up, some of the reports where this is the best party I've ever been to. And then they're planning their next year's costume because That's it's wonderful. really great people watching. Yeah. Um, costumes can, if, if you still have the opportunity, uh, I know the Renaissance Fair here in Louisiana is still going on for another few weeks. It's a yes. great place to get costumes. Um, there are used to be really difficult to find costumes for this sort of stuff. But now there are so many online sources and you can start with something simple and not terribly expensive and then work with Susan, Suzanne and I, Suzanne, I keep wanting to call you Suzanne because we are here. That is New Orleans. <laughs> it's New Orleans. <laughs> um, and I apologize for that. Okay. And, but um it worked with Suzanne to find something, some ways to dress that up, to take a few easy, simple uh, costuming pieces and dress it up and make it totally your own. Because this is this time of our lives is all about being not just who we are, but who we want to be. And make friends and find a community because that's, that's also important is to find 
Absolutely. Friends that like the things that you really like, not just because you were friends, because your kids went to school together and you went everywhere with them and you had no choice because those <laughs> were the people that were there. But now you can find friends that share similar interests. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, all of those websites will be in the show notes. And please join us here on the Gulf Coast next September for the Fairy Court Court Ball. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you. 